1: In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today.
2: All right, wheels are rolling, and I go.
0: This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes.
3: <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. Dimp dip dip dum dip dum dum,
2: Oh, folks, uh, you know what? That gets me every time loose. It's still great. <laughs> it's still great. I love great. You can tell
4: one of them's got a cold.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> There's
2: a bit of going on there. I'd like it. <laughs> oh, all levels of genius that was. Anyway, folks, this is Dumbledy Dum, the show about the reality blah, about the reality docudrama that are centered on an Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands, the place that I call home. I'm the gluten free wholemeal loaf that is Royfield Brown. And with me, I have the damp mother's pride that is
4: Lucy Freeman.
2: And the last part of Russ's hipster diet, folks, is you. Now, this week's dumpty dum is the classic from John the Seventh and his nippers. <laughs> I think you need to reprise that John because that's like a, at least a couple of years ago. So I it's reckon to do like the they do
4: driving they... test now or something.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think the voices have dropped. <laughs> Please send in another one. Uh, and, but Lucy, if somebody wants to send us in uh, a dum dum to try and rival that classic, how can they do that?
4: Uh, If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or describe Godzilla smashing through the Empire State Building as struggling to remain calm, call us on 0203 031 3105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thank you to Cosme for his podcast roundups. And for the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts. And to Derek, know in the back bedroom. Um, Derek is not well this week. He saw the coverage of Burt Reynolds' nude cosmopolitan photo shoot and he decided to emulate it in the Parish magazine. He wanted to get the staples <laughs> in exactly the right place, so he's now in AD getting them removed.
2: <laughs> uh, that's very good. That's very well. well done, Freeman. Um, isn't our Derek doing a cycle ride somewhere?
4: He is. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Royfield, because now I can't find the sodding information about it. (sighs) Um, So next Thursday, which is the 13th of September, Derek is setting off on a four day 500 kilometer cycle ride to Paris to raise money for Bloodwise. I know he's been uh, sometimes he comes for dog walks with me. Mm-hmm. uh at the weekends and he hasn't done for ages because he's been training very, very hard um for this ride. Uh Bloodwise funds research into treatments for leukemia, lymphoma, and other blood cancers. Um his sister uh was diagnosed with it in two thousand and six, but um because of treatments that were funded by things like Bloodwise, she's now absolutely fine. Um if you would like to sponsor him he would be eternally grateful, and so would we, because uh Martin, aka Derek is one of the stalwarts of Dumpty Dum, and he is Mr. Tech, and he's incredibly um uh well versed in 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 doing all our live events and things, and he's just generally brilliant. So please, please um do uh make a donation if you can. Um it's at just giving and it's Martin London Paris again. If you search for Martin London Paris again, you will find it. And the link is also on our Twitter feed if you want to click through there. And it's on my Twitter feed as well. Um, But he would be very grateful. And so would we, because he is ace. Thank you. He
2: is is lovely. Um, In in other news from this parish, uh, folks, we have the dum-de-dum weekend. Now, first off, There's Dumpty Dum Live, which is happening at Birmingham Town Hall at 3 p.m. on Sunday, the 7th of October. Tickets are £10. And if you just Google Dumpty Dum Live Birmingham, uh, you get on the town hall's website. You can book them from there. Now, because of that, I've decided to organise a whole weekend full of festivities, Lucy. Um, So there is... um, Discounted uh, rooms at the Hallmark Hotel, which is on the Strathallan Hotel um, in Birmingham up the Hagley Road. So it's all nice and leafy because it's nice Edgebaston. Then there is a tour on Saturday at the BBC mailbox. Now, there are 40 places which I have pre booked, there's only eight left. That's how well this is actually going, folks. So if you want to come along and do the tour, you best like get onto dumdum.com sharpish uh so that's at 1 p.m on the saturday then at six o'clock on saturday so it's saturday the 6th uh, we all have dinner together at the cozy club uh, and then those that have um disco feet and ruby red slippers and all of that kind of stuff you can go along to the reflex which is a 70s club on broad street and then on Sunday, the 7th, we have breakfast together at the uh, Hall Hallmark Hotel. Uh, there's a canal walk from 1230 along the lovely canals uh, of Brum. And we end up having lunch. Then, of course, Dum dum is at 3 p.m. Now, if you go on to you can book as many or as few as those elements as you so wish. You don't have to have the whole kit and caboodle. Some people have, have done that. But some people have just said or oh, I just want to do the canal tour and I just want to have the cozy club dinner and then go along to dumde Dum." so you can have or you can get all the elements individually if you want go to dumdedum.com it's on the homepage go book them but as I said the mailbox tour which I've I've pre-booked 40 slots there's only eight left and we still have a month before the event folks so get cracking Whew. now Lucy Yes. Yeah. on this week's episode. We've got Master Miles, Witherspoon, Mia, Andrew Horne and Bernie Maguire. But first, before all that stuff, let's have a little bit of our Juicy Loose and a week in Ambridge.
4: We began the week with the disconcerting news that Joe Grundy, 142, has been watching fitness videos on the internet. Now, there's only one reason why Joe might be doing this that I can see, and I do not want to dwell on it. So I'm moving on. Jimus is tiptoeing around Alistair. You can say the word gamble in front of me, Dad. A tenor says I won't go mad about it. Anyway, Alistair is a new man now. He is experiencing life after <laughs> Shula, he says. Well, to be fair, Alistair, there was no life with Shula. So a quick gallop round the green with Jazza, followed by half an orange squash with his dad, must feel like bloody Las Vegas. We heard a great deal about Russ. More than any of us wanted, I suspect. He wants a tagine and a three-speed kettle. Well, I've wanted one of those biros with different coloured ink cartridges for years, but life's a bitch, Russ. And according to him, so is Lara, his wife, who didn't take it well when he told her he'd been knocking off one of his students and intended to shuck up with her. Lily suddenly sounded Mm. slightly uncertain then, but once he's got his hands on your tagine, it's all over as far as I can see. He's a catch, though. (laughs) He eats boiled eggs with goji berries for a protein kick. Oh, have a sausage, you pillock. And he drinks herbal tea, and I bet he bloats a bit after white rice and can only drink good red wine, otherwise he feels nauseous. And he's got a slight yeast intolerance. Oh, I'm sure he has. Stock up on the cranberry juice now, Lily. That'll be heading your way soon. He is no longer truss. He is now thrush. The Nuffields does Ooh. not seem to have helped Tom in the slightest. Tom keeps referring to them as the scholars, as if they're a load of Greek blokes sat round in loincloth stroking <laughs> long gray beards, instead of a room full of gray profit and loss marketing men called Graham. Anyway, Helen had a revelation. I can't keep making cheese that nobody wants to buy, she said. I can't see why. That seems to be the business model that Bridge Farm has operated for years. But <laughs> you know there are small at Bridge Farm. They live on leeks. They drive round in a tractor powered solely by turnips and use distant relatives as slave labor. It wasn't the PS4 at Tom's that got Henry excited. It was the electric light. Normally, Grandma Pat comes up to say goodnight with a candle, the light flickering across her beard as she gives him his glass of goat's milk and a spinach rusk. Lily achieved the dubious honour of being the first person ever to be bounced from the Bridge Farm tea rooms. Do you think they have security on the doors? I quite like that idea. It's a massive bloke in a fluorescent jacket behind a red velvet rope going, I'm going to have to look through your bag for gluten. Sorry, love, you look like you've had enough desiccated <laughs> coconut to me. Go home and sleep it off. Brian, <laughs> the Julian Assange of Ambridge, has once again been exiled to the pub. I bet the Ecuadorian embassy wished they'd thought of that rather than trying to drive Assange out with panpipes. They could have dropped him off at the nearest Wetherspoons and said, there, you live here now, and you can take Pamela Anderson with you. Anyway, over in the bull where Brian was having a shave at table mm-hmm. seven, he announced that the flower and produce show was a good distraction from moving house. Brian, since when has Brian been interested in the flower and Produce show? Admittedly, Brian has always showed an interest in his things being bigger than other people's things, in every sense. But if he but if even he knows when the flower and produce show is, I will eat my award winning buttonhole nosegay. Poppy Grundy started school. I've packed her bag, said William. Water bottle, <laughs> packed lunch, grenade and 12 bore. I hope she'll be all right. <laughs> oh, she'll be fine, William, said Clary. Poppy's friendly and social love, not like you, you freak. Elizabeth is trying to drum <laughs> up support for Freddy the Pillpargitter. He could really use a friend, said Elizabeth. Yes, it's his habit of using friends that explains why even an eternal Pollyanna like Johnny isn't that keen, Elizabeth. Along with barring Lily from the tea rooms, Fallon also appeared to have barred herself from the bull and is fully intending to nick all their custom, including the cricket end-of-season Bacchanalian orgy. I'm not sure how they're going to take that, to be honest. If you were expecting a booze-up with lock-in, followed by waking up in a hedge with a cold kebab in your pocket, finding out that you're actually going to spend the evening in a tea room with your captain's missus, drinking Lapsang Souchong out of an old plant pot she found in a boot sale <laughs> whilst she forces fruitcake on you to the tune of Fats Domino in the background, I'm not sure you're going to be that chuffed. We still haven't had Fallon love. It goes with the job, but we will. We will.
2: Yeah. And so
4: we end this week with Freddie being rewarded by his adoring mother after making her cry by calling her stupid. He got given a pizza rather than a click round the ear. Well done, Freddie. Meanwhile, his twin sister was at home finding out that her beloved is about to be fired. Which is fine, actually, as he can give up work and lay on a sofa all day with his hand down his pants, watching Watercolour Challenge and pretending he's doing it ironically. Oh, Elizabeth, if the future of Lower Loxley's depended on your offspring, that pair of absolute spanners, then I'd get tipped come to sprinkle some paraffin about and chuck a match on the old bloody lot. The end. Yay! <coughs> well done. I enjoyed that
2: this <laughs> week. It would well
4: have done. Been better if I hadn't choked halfway through the last paragraph. But anyway, there we are. <laughs>
2: No, no 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 you... no. <laughs> yeah listen you you did very well. Uh, you've got I've got Fats domino like running around in my ears now. <laughs> I really have, you know, I want a, a little bit of like, you know, blueberry hill or whatever or my blue heaven. But anyway, um, last week in Ambridge Oh, Lucy.
4: They went a bit over mm. but they're going a bit overboard on the on the backing music. It's everywhere. Everything every everybody everywhere is now playing music all the time.
2: That's give us that kind of subtle pointer as to uh, where the story's going oh, right, and, low, and is whatever it? isn't it. But,
4: it's like well, you go to Shula and she's playing, hmm. you know, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's
4: all right, we've got it.
2: Oh. Uh, <laughs> just get on the bus, Russ. Oh, that,
4: Russ, that, yeah. that. Yes. Nothing wrong with uh, uh,
2: uh, Let me, let me come back okay. to that. Uh, <laughs> now, Russ, now, well, now, where does where does Elizabeth live?
4: Lower Loxley.
2: What is Lower Loxley?
4: It's a state room. Why does he have to sleep in the same room that it, yeah. Exactly. What a load of twaddle! Well, she did say we? Lily said, "Oh, we only live in the side bit. We only live in this bit, Russ."
2: Just the ex like that that I understand that these rich old families uh, can't afford to inhabit the whole of their old stately piles. That I understand, but would they only have three bedrooms? Wouldn't they have like five? Because you have friends yeah. and family that kind of come over, you need a guest yeah. room. Yeah, what a load of twaddle!
4: Yeah. And also, I know we're <laughs> all having a lovely go at Elizabeth for being the world's rubbish beast mother, but. It really, really annoyed me that but... right, Lily has been a dick, mm. but she hasn't broken a law. She's just been a stupid eighteen-year-old girl, and eighteen-year-old mm. girls do do stupid things like that when 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 lovers lovers are involved or love is involved. They do stupid things because they don't have the life experience and they believe the shite that they're told and blah blah blah. And the same with 18 year old boys. Mm-hmm. But Freddie actually has c- broken the law, endangered people's lives, lied about it. You know, it's it, it, huge, vast, genuine crimes. And Elizabeth is taking mm. him out for pizza and sitting giggling with him about Russ. And one thing you don't do as a parent, I think, is you don't laugh about one child with the other one because it's really, really unpleasant that, I think. And the fact that she's she's just indulging him again and that's exactly how he's ended up in the mess that he's in now because she's, you know, oh, he's Freddie, oh, and it's, oh, he's a boy.
2: She has complete and a double yeah, standards is totally. the way that she, she deals with, deals with her children. And... I know there's a couple of calls that basically say, Mm, you've been a bit harsh on old Elizabeth. And I suppose in the cold light of day, you know, yes, yeah, she's a widow, yada, yada, yada. I was a little bit harsh last week, but she's still utterly crap at this parenting malarkey. Yeah. She's utterly dreadful. And the normal, as I said last week, the normal parental res- uh, responses to the situations being she's had to deal with, have just not been up to snuff I'm sorry there is no way right I do not care right but your your point is absolutely really well made about the fact that Lily is um, an eighteen year old girl it's her first true you know it's her first real kind of you know love and she's she's got she's understandably kind of gone overboard it just happens to be. Uh, the deputy head of a sixth form college, right? And there are ethical considerations. Yes. But they, but, they, you, but you're right. They ha- actually haven't broken any laws. She she can legally have sex with whoever she wants, uh, et cetera, but there are ethical considerations and stuff. And you can't, you can't, you've you got to put all that, uh, you've got to weigh all that up with the fact that she is 18. Yeah. Yes, so great. You know, you know, really well put, really well put. But still, when that hairy asked lecturer comes round to your house and says oh, i'm stopping here you say yeah, no yeah. you're not you're you are a hairy ass man who could you know who could be lily's father you've got your own credit cards debit cards social network sort out your own accommodation thank you very much please uh
4: she did say that I to don't me, to, care to Lucy.
2: Lily. well then Follow it through. No, she said Lily, Lily said, oh, it's through. fine.
4: We can go and stay in a hotel, mum. And she said, I don't want to well, drive her away. The thing is, she's, she's already going away. It doesn't, you know, she's already away well, Exactly,
2: her, exactly, exactly. But I think the interesting thing about this whole Lily thing is that we are getting all the little seeds of doubt yeah. from Lily, aren't we? Lily did not actually think he was going to yeah. tell his wife I don't if he what has what actually.
4: She was expecting Really?
2: And, you know, the whole kind of Manchester thing, you know, it has actually come as a surprise to Lee, which I find uh, really interesting. And then the whole, I'm an artist, I'm just going to uh, paint (laughs) and whatever and, you know, live off my gyro (laughs) (laughs) and you. (laughs) um,
4: um, She's kind of, uh, what did he say? There was something, even if we have to forage for herbs. And I thought... This is a man who wants a three-speed kettle who thinks he's got to forage for herbs,
2: you know. The whole thing about the, you know, I've got to have my own bread because I've got a, a thing about yeast. <laughs> which did enough make me chuckle. <laughs> now, I know this is that was a genius little bit, bit of writing. Uh, but it, I did say to myself, are we just veering too much into this kind of like comedy like this guy's just a total yeah. total lass. Type of thing, but I didn't yeah. laugh, laugh, yeah. didn't laugh, laugh. So, you know, what do you think about about our oh, Russ in terms of the writing did, of the? Character? I did,
4: I agree with you. Actually, I did think yesterday we are this is too funny. It's just it's too. It is not believable because it's too funny. Um, but then you know, I live in Walthamstow where we have organic petrol, and we're we're you know we're, I'm surrounded by people <laughs> like Russ. So you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find it uh, unbelievable because there are lots of people like that. Um, you know, they all work in the media or arts or something. And uh, yes, I'm sure they'd like to find a little heiress who will uh, keep them in the manner to which they could rapidly become accustomed. So yeah, I don't know why I found it astonishing but um, or unbelievable. Um, but it's just... And also the actor has got such a good voice for it as well. This kind of slightly... Mm. Uh, in the beginning, I thought, oh, he's a bit titchy knob. He sounded slightly sinister, but actually, he's a bit quavering and weedy. He's kind of a bit whiny, um, and that's coming mm. out. That's coming out more. Oh, I'm just really enjoying it, and you know, it, oh, just the things he says that he thinks are ingratiating himself with Elizabeth. That it's backfiring every single time, and he's too stupid to, to realize. Oh, it's just lovely. <laughs> mm.
2: It is now. A a relationship which we have not really kind of explored, the the Archers hasn't really explored in any kind of depth, is Alistair Mm -hmm. and Jimmus. And the revelation that Alistair's never had a birthday party, that's dreadful. You Know as, as Jazz said, not even yeah. as a kid, no, put it to one side as an adult, just whatever is whatever. There, but
4: I like Jim trying to say when Jim came, it wasn't that sort of house. I thought, oh, god, we you're all sitting around reading Archimedes. Whatever.
2: Well, well, it when Archimedes Jim came, was Alistair was so <laughs> anti him, yes. wasn't he?
4: And so was Shula, they both, and so Jim was, but was yeah. absolutely vile to Shula. Um.
2: He was, he was. And is massively kind of, he did massively mellow and then uh, understandably he's taken his, you know, in his son's corner now. But what type of childhood was that?
4: The one where you didn't really want to,
2: one where you didn't really want a child, I presume. And Alistair never talks about siblings, does he?
4: No. Oh, hang on. Didn't he mention a sister?
2: You know, I honestly don't
4: know. I've got a feeling he did. Someone, someone tell me.
1: Do you, so
4: do, you, do, you, uh, do you know what? Sorry, mm. I'm going to, I'm going, to I'm going to have a little trip down memory lane now with Lucy. Da, da, da. Uh I was an au pair in Zurich and I mm. worked for some people who weren't uh, academics or clever. They were unbelievably rich. And mm. um they had a li- uh, they had friends who had a little boy called Max, and they were a lot older than is normal when in certainly in, in the nineteen nineties, um, to have a child. They were stupid they were helicopter rich as well. And they had this little boy called Max. And Max he was like it's like he it was like you imagine Frasier and Niles Crane as children. He sort of would wear a suit or a really small suit. I think he was seven <laughs> and he was very happy sitting at a dinner table talking with the adults because they lived the sort of lifestyle where they had no, they'd, they'd had a child because they felt they should, um, because everyone else had one. And they'd got together later in life, they'd had Max, and they didn't know what to do with him. And when it was his eighth birthday party, they hired a circus, uh, they booked a circus to come wow. in the, the back garden. And um, they lived in London.
2: Not uh, a bouncy castle, a circus. circus.
4: They lived in, I think they lived in Lausanne or somewhere like that. And um, Max ran away and they found him uh, after a huge search under his bed, shaking. And they said, were you frightened of the circus? And he said, no, I was frightened of the children. And they'd invited Gosh. all these other children locally and from, you know, the friends, children and all that sort of thing. And he'd never spent any time with any other children. And he was absolutely petrified. And that was the only party he had because what he wanted to do was go out for dinner with his parents because he was yeah. petrified of other children. So it just reminded me of Alistair. And I thought, I wonder if that's a little bit, you know, he'd be forced to sort of sit at table, although Max was very happy about it. But, you know, was was Alistair just forced mm. to sit at tables for having his table manners criticised, listening to his father pontificate.
2: I can't remember exactly who told me this, but this was over a dinner party and this was before Trump became president. And somebody who was around the dinner table um, had gone to university with one of Trump's sons. Mm -hmm. And again, and I forget which one it was, whether it was Trump Jr. or the other dickwad. Anyway... (laughs) um that his full name trump <laughs> yeah <laughs> the other dickwad trump <laughs> anyway also named after. um <laughs> yeah absolutely so the so um this so is some kind of fanfare that donald j trump was coming to pick up his son and take him to um, a baseball game on the sunday and this guy was in shared uh, accommodation trump turns up at the door the son turns up and says hi dad and the son did not have on a tie trump slapped him <gasps> across the face and says put on a tie how dare you embarrass me like this yeah yeah in front of his flatmate oh, just slapped God. him across the face yeah 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 Awful. you know you see those pictures of little baron and he's always yeah. in a suit yeah always in a suit yeah. Anyway, on. Uh, on, on that note, mm, uh, why don't we, our Luce, um, have a little bit of caller interaction? Yes.
5: Hello, Umbridge 3962.
2: Uh, shall we have our Mia first?
5: Hi, Royfield, Lucy, and all dumpty-dum peeps worldwide. It's Mia in Newcastle calling here. I've been reflecting on Elizabeth's situation, and although she's been a really crap mother, I do feel a little sympathy for her. I don't have teenagers, and I've never been widowed, but it must have been very hard for her to try and be both mum and dad to the twins when they were growing up. Clearly, she's overcompensated along the way, and she's now reaping the results of what she sowed. I also didn't grow up in a stately home, so I don't know if I have become a different kind of twat to what I am now. <laughs> anyway, with respect to Lily and trust, I do feel that Lizzie, that Lizzie has made a big mistake by not refusing him accommodation at Lower Loxley in the first place uh,
3: mm-hmm. and then
5: pandering to his off-the-boil consumer needs. She's clearly scared Off to the the boil that like The rejection of trust <laughs> will alienate Lily and that she might lose her for good. Lizzie has to be brave and she needs to remember that she will always be Lily's mum and that boyfriend's come and go, even one's old enough to be your father. When Lily's heart is broken and it will break, she will turn to her mum. So Lizzie, Lizzie has to screw her courage to the in place and challenge both Lily and Truss about this doomed relationship. Either that or screw something else. And I'd love to have been party to Freddie and Auntie Sheila's TV conversations. <laughs> I want to know what they have in common. Crack. <laughs> anyway, that's all from me. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.
4: I just, I just imagined them watching the Bake Off.
3: <laughs> I
4: couldn't imagine, uh, I couldn't imagine Freddie watching anything more mentally taxing than the Bake Off. I thought if he watched the Bodyguard, his head would probably explode trying to cope with what was going on. Um, but yes I yeah I agree and she agreed with you didn't she about saying about saying just no she's kind of Elizabeth said to to Lily um you know oh well that's good that you haven't paid the deposit yet in case anything changes and uh, Lily immediately went "Well, well of course it wouldn't change why would it change and rather than actually sort of saying no she Elizabeth is is sort of just just vaguely wafting around, crossing her fingers, hoping something is going to magically happen.
2: Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. This is her her only daughter. She's about to go off to university. I'm sorry, you'd be much more in her business, even if you think you know what's going to be counterintuitive. You know, it's, it's not going to have the. Uh, the desired re, uh, results, i.e. it might push them closer together, but you're going to be like, no, uh, Lily, uh, your money is your money. You're going to be in her business. I'm sorry, you just are, right? You're going to micromanage the whole situation it, to the annoyance of your child. You're going to do that anyway, let alone the fact that some big and I'll now keep saying it, hairy-ass adult, <laughs> some big hairy-ass man <laughs> hairy is going to be living with her. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just not right, is it? It's that whole rule about dating somebody who is half your age, then plus seven years. If it's yeah. ha- if half your age and plus seven years, it's fine. And that rule just works so well. And this just isn't fine. There's a massive power and emotional imbalance You know, as you rightly said, she. she, This is her first, you know, relationship per se, and it's with somebody who walks into it being married, um, having a career, etc. There is a mass, massive emotional imbalance, and yes, Lily is a little bit older than her years emotionally, and he's obviously somewhat younger, but it's just not right. And and, I, and I'm sorry, and, and I wouldn't
4: allow. My, every time mm-hmm. Lily opens her mouth at the moment, she's sounding younger and younger and younger because she's sounding more of a prat. You know, she's sounding idealistic. She's sounding, you know. Um, but there is still
2: way. that little note, though, isn't there? There is still that little note of, well, I didn't actually think this was actually going to happen. And I, and, mm. but though, what does chime with what you say is a conversation with Phoebe because that does sound like two teenage girls. Yeah. it absolutely does. And it, and it's you know it's somewhat jarring the their con their conversations and how. Understandably juvenile, they actually are yeah. compared to everything else. Yeah. But, anyway. And yeah, exactly. Anyway. She's not an excuse.
4: She is 18. He's 40. Yes. You know, it's just. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Though <sighs> so I loved a little bit of Lily in the Tea Room with, with Fallon. That gave me.
4: <laughs> they're, they're really, really popular. With who? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, I, I I loved all of that. Yeah. Um, should we have another call? Why not? All right then, let's go to España.
6: Bienvenidos a Madrid, a Dumpty Dum Madrid. Uh, we're here in uh, in Madrid, myself <laughs> and Rachel Titian otherwise known as Titian Seventy Three, and that right? And we are exchanging language classes. Uh, I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to teach her Spanish. Um, café con leche. Can, she can do café con leche. Anything else you can think of you can uh, do? Rachel? Vino, tinto. Oh, vino, tinto. She can do oh, She's been doing plenty of that. Um, but uh, in exchange, I've been, uh, she's been modernising my English. And I think it probably really needs it since I've been here for such a long time. And I've got some new words that I've learned. And they are uh, seal. Is that one of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other one? Chicken. Chicken. And uh, dick pic. I <laughs>
3: understand
6: those three words. You understand those three words, and the rest of you will probably be like me. Mm. Goddess, I promise I didn't show her any. No, she didn't show me anything, but she did me quite a bit of vocabulary. Anyway, here we are uh, in Madrid, and we'd like to have a little bit of a go at Royfield, wouldn't we? Because we think yeah. he was a little bit mean, mean. about Liz. Oh, dear. Definitely. Yes, because she like Lucy very fairly pointed out she is uh Lizzie is very much on her own with those kids and we think that Lizzie is so afraid to upset them and that in order to be a more successful parent in spite of the risks it might entail we think she needs to be a little bit more in touch with her own reactions and her own emotions and her own instinct don't don't you think so Definitely. I think she's scared to be tough with the kids because they won't speak to her again. She does, there isn't another parent to bounce off. Yeah. But we don't want her to be like Hootie Jill. We're running out of time, but we have to say we hate Hannah. We We (laughs) hate her so awful. (laughs) Awful. Anyway, Robert, we're waiting. Uh, We were expecting to see you in Casa Puebla, Palazzo de Olavide, number.
2: Oh, they did run out of time.
6: Oh, no, he won't know where he's going. (laughs)
4: <laughs> i, I think
2: he can he can
4: he'll figure it out
2: he can dm them i i, I think i think he'll get there Yeah. i think he'll get yeah. there mm. so after taking me to task they basically then agreed, agreed with everything <laughs> i said that she should have been in you know completely yeah. in touch with her emotional side and that's the way she should have responded yeah yeah all right <laughs> so all right let's do master miles
3: Hi, it's Master Miles calling from somewhere in upstate New York. I'm a first-time caller-innerer. Uh, my first plot line on The Archers would have been the Dairy, so I guess my first new character was Rob Titchener. <gasps> Hooray! Uh, um, I have a couple of plot predictions. I think on the Lily and Russ and uh, Freddy storyline, it's all going to come down to Ellis, uh, who's been left hanging plot-wise The fact that Russ was cooperating with the police on an investigation into drug dealing is going to bring Ellis to light and it's going to bring Freddie to light and it's going to undermine Russ's character reference. Uh, However, it will give Freddie the opportunity finally to testify against Ellis and get off with a lighter jail term or maybe no jail term at all. In the midst of all this, Lily will just get bored with the fact that Russ is a pretentious jerk and she'll dump him and all the parjeters will live happily ever after. Meanwhile, over on Bridge <laughs> ridge farm, it's all going to stay boring forever. <laughs> uh, the cheese is boring. Tom's <laughs> lack of business acumen is boring. Henry's uh, uh, temper tantrums are boring. And I just, I don't see how anything interesting comes out of that, that entire farm. Uh, I do have another question, which is about the... Uh, Joanna Toy novelizations of the Archers from the early years, and also the classic episodes that are available on audiobook. I have found these absolutely fascinating as background for the characters and places and, and issues on the Archers. And I'm curious whether other listeners have also enjoyed them and if they inform uh, how they're able to listen to the show now. So I'd love to hear more about that. Thanks a lot, and I'll talk to you soon. Have you listened to
2: those I uh, old at episodes at all. Lucy no. me either though um you can get uh, there's the odd episode from the 70s on youtube and uh, there's quite a few from the mid 80s there's somebody who's uploaded a whole load from like 84 85 86 onto youtube so if you just type in archers into the archers into youtube um you get a load of those and they are fascinating just to listen to how stilted they actually sound compared mm. to now it isn't just the plumminess of everyone's accent even susan carter sounds quite plummy mm-hmm. first off you, but you can tell that the actors never used to f- physically move right yeah, yeah. you know it's you know <laughs> it, it, it's very it's very stilted is right. it hello how are you today I'm fine. I'm just going down the lane. Oh, are you? I'm in my tractor. Goodbye. Like that. It really, like, Jesus, how the hell has this become a British institution? It really, obviously, in its time, it was still, you know, breaking ground in terms of, you know, the drama it portrayed. And we've had the whole thing about, you know, Jenny being a single mother in the late 60s, oh. et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't hold up compared to now, whereas now you can tell, The actors when they're acting are physically moving around and doing stuff. Like you can hear somebody enter kind of like stage left and, you know, and they, and they waft (laughs) in, you know, and the audio kind of changes. It's so incredibly, um, dated, but I, but still it's fascinating just to hear all the old characters. So I've never heard those. Um, episodes, Master Niles, uh, the, uh, the, the the kind of the vintage ones, but I've heard old ones on on the YouTube. Um, and it's nice to have it a new is, book, and he's got a
4: lovely voice too. I I just mm. need to yes. say something um, highbrow at which you will scoff, Royfield. So so shut Ooh your dear. scoff. All ahead. Right, but go on then. I am uh, rereading Middlemarch, and I am seeing a lot of parallels with the Archers. And I want to know if anyone agrees with me that Neil Carter is modelled on Caleb Garth because I have he just every time I he I read him I just hear Neil's voice in my head and his kind of his his um his tolerance and his the way he puts up with stuff from his wife until she goes too far and then he says no that's enough and then she stops and I don't know it's just so 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 Neil Um, if Kerry as well if you are listening. Is it? Is did you base him, or did is he is? Do you sort of see that, or not? Am I just going completely potty? Anyway, yes, that's it. I shall now shut up.
2: Mm. All right, great. Uh, I'm looking forward to the new Captain Marvel movie, uh, and Mar- Marvel movie. So that that's me. The, to count your middle march, uh, let's have a little bit of Andrew Horn.
7: Greetings, Earthlings. Andrew Horn here. Lots to get on with today, so I'll <laughs> crack on. And crack is the theme for two of my points. Um, the cracks are appearing in Lily and Russ's relationship. Um, she was attracted to him partly because he was a grown-up man with a proper job. It suits her approach to be so much above the youth uh, and beyond her years. Um, now he is channeling his penniless bohemian vibe, um, She's not quite so uh, attracted to him. So I I think by the time she goes to Manchester, um, he will have been uh, uh, left in the dust and she'll be left with a very expensive house to fill. The other cracks that are appearing is the crack in Jenny's facade um, over being positive around selling the house. I I really enjoyed the scenes with Lillian and... um, um, she's been trying to keep it sort of under the carpet it's the thing to do for the family etc but uh it is much yeah. harder than she uh than she makes out so um i think we've got some more more to come here um then the i don't like the re-characterization of sausage boy um he was fairly entrepreneurial he was pretty good um okay he got uh um uh, fell out with the with the supermarket, but he 's not the first small trader to uh, to to get um, stuffed by them um, but now he 's just turned into a caricature um, and with all these silly ideas and Johnny appears to be the sensible one don 't like that at all, please stop it <laughs> and Before my time runs out, just like to say I will be going to Birmingham for the whole Yay! weekend. hope to see Yay! lots of you there um, and the London drinks I was going to arrange for September. Um we'll push back to later in the autumn. Anyway, see you in Brum. Bye-bye for now. Uh, Bye-bye, Andrew.
4: Oh, and also I am coming to New York in uh, 8th of October. No, not 8th because that's when I'm at Birmingham. Um, uh, I think it's the 14th uh-huh. or something. Uh-huh. The 12th, the 12th. 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th of October. Yes. So if anyone's in New York, Witherspoon has kindly offered to host a thing whatever. So yes, get in touch with lovely Witherspoon.
2: Mm. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're rattling through these calls uh, this week and talking of Witherspoon, guess who we have now, Lucy?
4: Oh, hang on a minute. I really like and love that uh, plot prediction of Andrews that she's going to end up, uh, that that she's going to end up in, um, in Manchester by herself, trying to fill a house that she's got loads of rent on and all that sort of stuff.
2: Mm. But she's pretty smart. She'll be subletting it, so she'll work it out. She'll survive. She's a she's a smart girl, you know. <laughs> she's been running a mother's business for the last two years. Yeah, you know, she lives in a stately home. She knows how to yeah. sublet rooms and stuff. She'll be fine. I right. I won't worry about it. She'll be fine. Though I actually think Master Master Niles, he had no, he had the whole nuance of that, uh, the whole court case with um, Ellis and stuff. Yeah. I thought Dan yeah. Pat. I thought that's yep. incredibly yep. plausible, yep. incredibly plausible, and
4: it would be really nice.
2: You a I, super hate, sayer, um,
4: I hate bloody Ellis, so it would be very, very nice to uh, to see him fall over. Very good.
2: Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to do some bird. All right. Now, second time of pressing the button
8: <laughs> is Witherspoon. Greetings, Lucy, Royfield, Millie Bell, Yoko Bear, and all Dumpty devers around the world. It's Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here with two predictions sure <laughs> to go wrong. First... I'm not the only one to predict this, but Lily is going to dump Russ and not the other way round. In that way, she will differentiate herself from Elizabeth and prove to be the smarter cookie than her mother was at her age. I think that Lily is already seeing cracks in Russ's facade, and soon after they get to Manchester, Lily will realize that this seemingly silk purse is actually a sow's ear. As Lucy and Royfield chatted about last week, Russ is a very insecure and immature man. I actually don't think he's had a previous series of affairs with younger women, and he does idolize her Mm. as she-him. I also think that Russ was the product of a mother who indulged his every whim. Lily will quickly grow stifled by and weary of Russ once they change environments, and she will give him his walking papers. Bravo, Lily. Second prediction sure to go wrong. Jazzer is going to have a cardiac crisis. I know that everyone grows frustrated by a lack of storyline for Jazzer. Yes, he is a supporting and not a starring character in the Archer saga, and the scriptwriters have always presented him in the role of court jester. But now, if he steps forward into the limelight, it's not because he's going to get a girlfriend, but because he, not Alistair, is going to have a heart attack. I just don't think that his body will hold up when training for a half marathon. Remember, I requested this storyline from the scriptwriters three months ago. I think they will now deliver. So now, my crystal ball and I could be completely cracked on both counts. What do you predict? Talk to you soon.
4: I think Angus Haggis had his own mm. prediction in the background there. I, um, that's an interesting <laughs> point, actually, um, because the BBC is doing this sort of drive about heart stuff and health stuff and fitness and all that. So I wonder whether it will, because Jazza, you never hear Lillian smoking on air anymore. You, you hear her drinking, but mm. you don't hear her smoking. And um, Jazza's the only sort of uh, unrepentant hedonist left. Um so it would be, you know, because it Alice has toned down her drinking. Um, so I wonder if he will have some sort of health issue. But that...
2: has Alice toned down her drinking or has she just not been on well, it? No, because when I she went she to she the hen party,
4: she was less pissed than everybody else.
2: Hmm. That's true. But there's no way they've um introduced Uh, pissed Alice into this for it just to fade out Mm -hmm. this is going somewhere it's going somewhere major which could actually chime actually with really what you're saying that this is you know part of some BBC kind of health kick and you know the amount of units uh, an adult should be imbibing and blah 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 but that's going somewhere with Alice you know with Alice sorry hmm yes anyway Luce you know what we should do we should quickly very quickly uh, have a brief break now there are a whole load of people around planet Earth who are saying when they say brief break, there never is a brief break. There never are any adverts other than Roy Ford just promoting another <laughs> one of his bloody podcasts and stuff. Now that is because the ads are geo-targeted. So I know people in the in the UK definitely do get ads, but if you're in Australia, you probably don't get ads. So at this point, I'm going to say let's come back the other side and uh, and we'll uh, and we'll we'll chat on some more.
9: Good day, everyone. First of all, I uh, would like to apologise. We had a bit of a problem with the Dumpty Dum website, which has now been fixed. Uh, thank you, Roy Phil, for getting onto that so quickly. Um, and I was delighted to see when I could get back onto the page that it's actually the busiest I've seen it for a long time. So thank you to everyone who is involved. Uh, lots of things being discussed. Uh, Henry's being discussed. The Worst Week of Elizabeth's Life. Which Archer's Mum would you like? Uh, The wonderful Mike Hatton has put up the August stats and the July stats already. Um, What does the V stand for? Lily is not your co-parent. So many things to discuss on the forum. So please uh, jump on there if you would like to get involved there. And we also had a really, really busy week on Facebook because lots was happening. Um, And one of the things that we were talking about was I I was actually trying to start a discussion about Jim and uh, his sudden application to being a parent which I hadn't really noticed in him before and it went in a completely different direction from what I was anticipating but it was absolutely fascinating so there are some clearly very dedicated um, exercises amongst you and Pete Ranson uh, explained why what's happening in the running story between Jazza and Alistair is just not possible um they lots of people have got involved in this so there seems to be um a general discussion and i have to say that now i've read some of the things that happen when you run like chafing i'm i can i remember now why i don't do any kind of exercise if i can possibly avoid it um but pete ranson said um most half marathon training programs are about 12 weeks long and that assumes you can comfortably run three miles which is why new runners need to do the c25k couch to 5k plan Uh, which is a nine-week program. So obviously what's happening with uh, Jazza and with uh, Alistair, it just doesn't seem quite possible. Um, That said, strictly speaking, both should have seen their GP first for a checkup, particularly Alistair being over 50. The heart is the first thing to improve in condition when you start training, but it's easy to overdo it, uh, go off too quick, get out of breath, and think that's normal. And it's not, it's a fallacy. When long distance running, it's very easy to hold a conversation. If you can't, then you're running too quickly and putting strain on your heart. The intelligent way of training is to run within the limits of your HR max. So it's all about the heart. Then the conditioning of your muscles, bones, tendons, all that comes second. I think we're heading into a cardiac story for sure using this half as the catalyst, the obvious victim being Alistair, but Jazza has the potential too. Lots and lots on that thread and some obviously very uh, wise and experienced runners there talking about it. So if you are interested, have a look on there. I certainly uh, learned a lot by going on to there. Uh, We also had a bit of a discussion about whether we're using the right format for our website. So thank you every all those techies who got involved with that. So I'm sure Royfield will take all of that into account. And we do apologise again for the account having gone down in the middle of the week. And then we talked about whether anyone was going to do something about Russ or was he just going to be a slimy little git who would get away with it. Um, And Marianne Francis Tritton Hughes, brilliant name, Marianne, says if he keeps um, up not telling his wife, then I can see Lily telling her. And finding out more, like he's got kids or there's no wife. Him having no wife is a bit of a common theme. He won't be another Rob, but I feel that there is more behind this than not telling the wife thing. Uh, We also had a... I... Um, agree with this Uh, Jihan Duar said I think a deputy college principal would have to give a terms notice between three to four months if he walked out of his job he wouldn't get another in the same field and there is a great debate about that Um, and Thea Cochran said that um, I had to give three calendar months and I was only a tutor I feel I should add that I was leaving to work making stuff rather than teaching people how to make stuff and I didn't embark on an affair with a student Thea we never thought that you had um, we also had a discussion about uh, Clary and the fact that uh, you still worry about your kids even when they're all grown up and quite frankly in Ambridge uh, we agreed that you do need to uh, worry about them because you've got people like Kenton and Jazza and Kate who are grown up and yet need a lot of worrying about. So there uh, lots and lots and lots of debate until we got to whether Lily had worked out that she was going to be the main income contributor in the relationship. And that got so much interest, that thread. Um, Al Williams said, I don't think the penny drops until tonight. Egyptian sheets, tagines, three temperature kettles, but suddenly they can manage on baked beans and woodland foraging. I like Manchester, but the woods in the student areas might be slightly polluted with traffic fumes. Andy Bent said, I want to know where the flat is. Vegan deli and artisan are cheese shops, uh, implies Charlton, but the only artists and musicians who can afford to live in there are the ones who bought their houses before the mid-range bankers and lawyers started buying on Barlow Moor Road because they were priced of Didsbury Again, lots and lots and lots in that vein. Look, it's just been a fantastic week on Facebook. So if you would like to get involved, find us on Facebook. Uh, just look up Dumpty Dum or go to our forum. Either way, uh, we would like to see you there. So until I speak to you in a fortnight,
2: hooroo. Thank you for that, Millie Bell. Uh, Lucy, can you hit us with some tweets, please?
4: Um, yes. Hold the line, caller. Uh, I've temporarily got lost. Right. Yes. Right. Deb icing. This is when Kenton said, I'm going to do something about this. You know, that stupid row that Fallon and Kenton had. Um, Yes, Kenton, do something about it. Best to look it up in the people who stick their stupid beaks in where they're not wanted book by (laughs) Twatty McTwattyface. Louise Curtis. This is a quiet little tweet. I imagined her saying this in a very quiet little voice. I live in Manchester and I'm worried Lily and Russ are going to move in near me. (laughs) Um, Pen- <laughs> Penumbra blog said, Who wouldn't want the ability to karate chop Helen if needed? <laughs> um, the only way is up, had Russ saying, It's a special lunch I like to make. Quail's eggs simmered in organic yak's milk, served on a bed of hand milled <laughs> with a crescent of crisps. And Elizabeth says, Sounds delicious. <laughs> I'll just open a window and light some candles and perform an exorcism. And CE Michael, Cambridge Observer. Very snappy, this. I liked it. Tweet of the week. All this fuss about rocks and kettles. Is he Russell Jones or Russell Hobbs?
2: <laughs> Yay.
4: <laughs> hey, good.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah. um, just just to completely go back uh, to what Andrew Horne said, because uh, I, I did kind of like the rush on after Andrew and do, uh, did with a spoon. Um, I do kind of agree about the Tom thing, you know. That Tom back in the day when he's a proper knob, you know, and his sausage king, he did make smart business decisions. Yeah. You know, he was all about marketing. He was his head wasn't up in the clouds and stuff. And this doesn't appear to be uh, Tom Archer at all.
4: Well, Tom was the hard headed face of capitalism that the rest of Bridge Farm Absolutely. got really fed up with. And now he's Yeah. You know, let's... Gra- the last thing they need in Bridge Farm is more nuts. Let's face it.
2: <laughs> True that. True that. Now, uh, shall we start to wrap this up, Lucy?
4: Yes, why not?
2: All right, cool. Uh, now, oh, God, folks, there's been drama on com. I tell you, com needs its own bloody podcast, <laughs> right? Because it, it's just... Oh, so it went down yet again. And I did pull out and I did say last week that, um, you know, if you know anything about website security, uh, please get in contact. And I think what I'm going to have to do is put it uh, behind some special virus wall, yada, yada, vault lock thing, which is going to cost... Oh god, like a hundred dollars a month. This is just ridiculous because it just keeps on going down and and it's and it's just you know it's just be beyond, beyond myself with Borry Lucy. But anyway, also you can go on there and obviously book your tickets for the Archer's Dum Dum weekend, and also there is the link so you can buy the tickets from Birmingham Town Hall. So also go there for that, folks. And uh, now I've forgotten completely where I am because I'm not looking at the scripty poo. And I come down and I'll say, now folks, remember. Um, Oh, yes. Quick note. Please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or a podcatcher of your choice. It's really important. It really does help us to get new listeners onto the show. We have had a little bit of a spike in terms of downloads. So that's all wonderful. Uh, But please go on to Apple iTunes or a podcatcher of your choice. You don't have to even have a Mac You can just go into iTunes and just just sign up and write a review because it really does help us. And, of course, um, another way of helping us is by um, donating $2 per show uh, on Patreon. That really, really does help us because all this nonsense with the website going down and up. And also I've got to say thank you to Andrew Horn who had uh, some problems with the site in terms of purchasing his tickets for the dum dum weekend and manfully um, sat in whilst myself and Atik, the techie, um, debugged the site uh, to make it work and he had friends coming around for dinner as well Lucy and he sat there for 45 minutes testing Aww. things at the other end so thank you for that Andrew Horn so you know we really do have a great bunch of people who support the website um, if you like to support us you can do that by going on to patreon.com and it's a approximately two dollars but well it's not approximately; it's exactly two dollars per show which is approximately i don't know what that is with the collapsing pound because of brexit uh, it's probably about 15 quid now or something or another it's going to cost you but no it's uh somewhat less than that so please go on to patreon.com and, and help us out if you can now on the socials you can find lucy and i at Dum dum on twitter and lucy is at
4: uh, lucy v freeman i forgot my own name then <laughs>
2: That's all right. Well, that big thing that bonged in my ears. And I thought, actually, you maybe didn't hear that because that was in my headphones. But anyway, and then I can be found at Royfield. But thank you for that, Diane Telford, sending me a message on Facebook, which has then made it onto the recording of Dumbly Dumb. (laughs) Good for you. And of course, on Facebook, you can uh, type in Dumbly Dumb and find the Facebook goings on there, which is the Witherspoon, Millie Bell and Yokel Bear Show. And that's uh, that's all pretty awesome. Uh Lucy, you got anything you'd like to say before we say goodbye?
1: Um
4: only that in the in mm. the 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 truth is stranger than fiction thing, there is a family on our road mm-hmm. at the I, I maybe think of the Clary and Susan the rota when um there's a family on mm-hmm. the road where I live and the husband the the wife well there's just a, an awful lot of illness in the family. And um, mm-hmm. the, the street has got together and we've organised a rota and we're taking it in turns to cook them dinners and take them round. So it's my go tonight, but I just thought mm-hmm. if people listen to the archers and think, oh, that's ridiculous, that wouldn't really happen, da 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 it does happen, yes.
2: Goodness. That's mm-hmm. lovely. That's absolutely lovely. And just on a very last thing from me. And that uh, Map Corner. Thank you, everybody, for sending in your uh, tweets to me with a hashtag Map Corner. Uh, Bim Piarcher sent in a rather a ra- a rather good one, actually, which is type in your postcode and see what the EU has done for your area. So uh, go on to Map Corner and you've got that. And then there's one for you. I'm just going to do just two this week. Andrew Hall. Oh,
4: I saw that one. Yeah, And now I...
2: Yeah, I actually think we've had this one before. We've had very similar ones, if not actually this one. But it's the scone uh <laughs> dialect a map. So it's an old map of the UK, and it tells you where people say Scone and, and, and where they say Scone. And as I say, I kind of think we've had this one before, but it is a good one. It's a hardy perennial, so to speak. And it's not necessarily mapped out the way that you'd think. It's not strictly a north-south divide, because uh, Scotland and the far north of England are all about the Scone. Those scone um huh am i getting this the wrong way around no scope oh fuck it (laughs) i don't know i'm gonna cut that bit out anyway
4: (laughs) (laughs) thankfully they say fuck
2: it the same way
4: wherever you are (laughs)
2: <laughs> folks go on just go on to twitter type in hashtag Mapcorn and work it out yourself because <laughs> i'm realizing that they're doing it in percentages and i might have got this completely the wrong way around But anyway it's a nice map Scone, has gone scone uh go on to map corner anyway uh my, my my brain is addled that's me done i'm spent uh let's have some more archers debate analysis and uh archers action next week toodaloo goodbye from me and me